Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice offers life transitions coaching and interviews with coaches, consultants, and expert entrepreneurs. Join us in our live chat room during our YouTube live streams at thesofterside.live every Wednesday and Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. Mountain. Today's topic is fear. Looks like Corey's afraid. Uh, How do we recognize fear and then eliminate it? Here's uh, some fun little acronyms for us. Uh, Fear, F-E-A-R, has two meanings. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. So what is fear? Fear is an unpleasant emotion that's caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Fear. So what are we afraid of? The, the statistics show that men's, statistically men's top fear is humiliation. People laughing at them, making fun of them, um, saying mean things about them. Uh, and for women, it's violence. We fear violence more than anything. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, but not always true. I mean, I don't really fear violence, but I am careful, right? I don't put myself into situations where violence might happen to me. Uh, I, you know, I don't go out to places by myself where I might be assaulted or um, attacked in some way. And uh, I think Toby and I have both learned that um, we don't you know, take things personally when people say them um, on the internet. Uh, that's not something we're afraid of, that people are going to say mean things. Because they do say mean things, and we just, like, whatever. We don't take it personally, so we're not afraid of it. Um, but what are we afraid of? What are you afraid of? Um, uh, nothing. Nothing is scary. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so that's a really hard question, because I don't think about it much. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on. You have a little... Um, it was a little thing Glitter? from your no, yeah, from your um, uh, sweater. Um, uh, so, uh, what are you afraid of? What's the underlying fear in your life? Well, I do want to make a point. Okay. So you said that men's primary is humiliation; women's primary is um, violence. violence. But the simple fact of the matter is that comes from a list of ten or twelve things, right? So there's a range of things. The most dominant one in men is humiliation. The most dominant one in women. It was neither those, I looked at the statistics, they're not majorities, they're pluralities, right? So they fear that, and there's a list of 10 other things mm-hmm. that you can be afraid mm-hmm. of. And it's a range of things. A lot of people are afraid of public speaking. Public speaking. Flying. Uh, if you combine that, flying. Water. Uh, agoraphobia. Oh, so that's mine. Edges. Edges. Edges, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can look over a high place or I can fly. As long as I'm not standing in an edge. Yes. But if I'm standing in an edge, I get that vertigo feeling. It's kind of a fear of falling as much as edges. I would well, say. they say, that's what I thought too, mm. but they say it's the edge, mm. the fact that you don't have a place to cap, catch yourself or something like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. uh, so when I've been yeah, on I mountains... Have, like, uh, yeah, I get that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I did a lot of mountaineering, and I say mountaineering because I wasn't a rock climber. Mm-hmm. I was a mountaineer. I, I went up uh, trails, trails and the sides of mountains into right. areas, and I avoided those mountains that tended to be uh, a rock climbing because right. I had neither the experience nor the interest in doing it. But I knew at some point or the other I was going to have to face the fear of, of uh, that edge, you know. So what's your fear? What's <laughs> My your fear? fear? Um, I think... The the deep set fear that I have is fear of abandonment. Um, it it kind of combines with the fear of rejection mm-hmm. or the fear of not belonging. Mm-hmm. All of that put together, right? Um, that I somehow will be rejected, I won't belong, and I'll be abandoned. Now this is deep seated because it's built into our DNA as a human species, and especially for women, right. Uh, because we need, you know, we needed uh, man's protection to uh, provide for us and our children and to go out hunting and, and then providing that protection, you know, from the lions and the bears and what have you. So it's very normal and natural human thing that I have to overcome. I have to understand, you know, this is normal and natural, but it's because of my history as a human not because I'm afraid that my husband's going to leave me right, or yeah. that I'm going to be left alone or that people are going to reject me and I will then no longer be a part of society and no longer have food and shelter and all of right. that. And I believe that you have to judge as to how important overcoming the fear is to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like overcoming the fear of edges is going to make a significant impact in the rest of my life. Yeah. But if I had a fear of... Uh, being social, being in, in groups of people, mm-hmm. I would look at that and I'd start looking for a way to overcome that or to handle the fear or to deal with it. Right. Because that would be hard to go through the rest of your life. Right. It might it, get in the way of your goals. Some people have a fear of being on camera. Yes. If I had a fear on being on camera, I would have to overcome that real quickly because I'm expected to be on camera. So I think what you have to do is... But that's a choice too. No, no, no. I agree. Yeah. That it, once you make the choice, you go like, okay... Time to stop being afraid of being on camera. Right. Not that, right. honestly, well, I've never like had a fear of being on camera. This business that we're talking about doing, should we need to go do public speaking? And I had a fear of public speaking. I would need to learn to get to over that, that. Yeah. before you know, we jumped into that area of the business. And considering uh, how much we've accomplished since we started working together, there was a point at which I think you realized that uh, if there was any fear of public speaking, you had to overcome that. And you trained yourself not only whatever fear you experienced, you trained yourself to become a better public speaker, a more coherent. And I've watched you grow in that area uh, over the years because you, you, you know, the combination of what you learned in our conversations and uh, what you saw me do. I know you were, every time I spoke in public, I knew you were picking up on things that uh, were important. Well, Uh, and I have studied it a little bit, you know, I want, you know, I was never really afraid of being in front of people. The thing I was afraid of was being boring and uninteresting Mm -hmm. and that they would be like, okay, looking at their phones. Abandonment again. Again. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I wanted to be interesting enough that they would listen and then actually get something out of what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And if I know that that's going to happen, then I'm not worried about being up in front of people talking. Well, somebody's on the phone, I always say, like, can I help you find something? Because you seem really interested in that phone. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, let's move forward. Oh, let's go to the next slide. There we go. Okay. Uh, everything you want 
is on the other side of fear. I love this uh, poster. I put it up on my computer screen. So every week I choose a new um, motto. And this was this week. And that's why today's topic is this fear topic. Uh, It just really struck me. Everything that I want is on the other side of fear. So if I can just get rid of this fear of being rejected and this fear of abandonment and this fear of not belonging, then then what's on the other side of that for me is uh, greater success, more friends, a larger social circle, and all things that I want. So I want to get over this fear. I want to move past it. What's on the other side of fear for you? Write about it in the chat room. So the underlying cause, we have to get at the underlying cause. Fear is often the feeling that keeps us from trying new things. Uh, It makes us doubt our own worth. You know, I'm afraid that they're not going to like me. I'm afraid of being rejected. I'm afraid that nobody's going to want to talk to me if I go to this networking meeting. I'm afraid that uh, I'm not good enough to be able to sell my services to other people, so I'm just going to stay in the job that I have. These are uh, some fears that keep us held back. Fear can tell us to do uh, only what is safe and easy. Only things that we've done in the past are safe and easy. We don't want to try anything new. That might that might not work out. I'm afraid of failure, right? Um, it can kill our dreams because it keeps us from trying those new things and from getting out of our comfort zone. Do you have anything to add to no, that? No, no. I, th- I think uh, finding, de- determining what the underlying cause is, is part of that process of determining, is this important to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I didn't, as I said, I didn't de- de- develop the fear of edges until I was in a helicopter crash. Mm. Up until that time. Well, I, gosh, yes. I mean, those guys that were hanging on the edges and they fell off and died, yeah. I would, you know, that would be... Yeah. Very freaked out about yeah. So so, uh, but I every six months I had to make a qualifying jump because because I was I had to keep my paratroop my jump school rating, jump rating, and uh, you walk to the edge of the door, and mm. if you don't go, they push you. They push you. Yeah. Right, because you can't hold up that. Because uh, everybody you can't else hold is waiting up the their rest turn. Of the static line. Yeah. But the nice thing about it is you could kind of put your hands on the edge of the doors and kind of okay, I'm ready. You know, oh, it wasn't yeah. that kind of edge. But uh, uh, it was interesting for a while. Yeah. And, then, and then I made a judgment. Like, I couldn't even jump off the high dive. You know, I did it once and I hated it so much. I never did it again. I could never. I forced I, myself to do it once. I could never walk out to the edge. Yeah. As of now, before I could. As a mm. child, I could. But now I cannot walk to the edge. Of yeah, the I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. I just. I and then like you it. have to ask yourself, well, how does that, is that good or bad for your life? Well, if yeah. I was a diving competitor right you know in the senior divers competition right. then i'd have a problem yeah but i'm just a guy who hangs around watching yeah. youtube you know so yeah it's not a big it's not a big deal i think that's, that's right. that underlying cause will help you uh, uh, finding the underlying cause will also help you to determine how important it is uh changing overcoming that fear in in your life mm-hmm. you know if it has something to do with your social behaviors then it's probably pretty important yeah. if it's i'm not going to be able to walk to the edge of a diving board anymore uh, maybe it's not so important. Yeah. Unless you want to challenge yourself. Yeah. Unless you know. it's important to you yeah, for some exactly. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Could have personal importance. Probably. Yeah. Well, fear wears so many clever dis- disguises. It is virtually impossible to always recognize it. Fear disguises itself as the need to be somewhere else, 
doing something else, not knowing how to do something or not needing to do something. So, and as Toby said, if it's holding you back, uh, say, you know, you, your fear of commitment is keeping you from getting engaged and getting married in, but ultimately you want to be married and, and have kids and have a family, then you're going to have to learn how to get, let go of that fear, right? I think uh, one of the fears that, uh, that you mentioned as uh, predominant in women is the fear of not being good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, not mm-hmm. being good enough to be married, not being good enough to have children, not or being good enough to... Or make that kind of money. Right. I never make that kind of money. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not that good. So, uh, so I think... And I think a lot of people have that, even Forrest Fenn. You know, he always talked about he didn't have enough education right. and, and all of that. That's another not worthy and, thing. And at some point he had to overcome that. Mm-hmm. He had to make that less important in his it's life. It's funny if he because it's like, it's more, it's like the trophy. It's more important to the person who doesn't have it than it, than is, it is to, to the, the person, person who does. does. The yeah. PhD looking at the person with the associate's degree, yeah. they're not judging them. Right. They're not saying, oh, you're not as smart as me. But the person with the associate's degree looking at the PhD goes, oh, yeah, you're so smart. I'm not worthy. And, and that was the struggle he doing. had uh, because of the manner in which he uh, uh, searched for and collected uh, Native American artifacts, especially, but fossils and arrowheads and things like that. He was always afraid that it wasn't good enough to be part of the professional community of archaeologists, paleontologists, anthropologists, you know. And the funny part about it is there were some that took it personally, and it didn't help. Mm, you know, there were yeah. some, yeah, the, the, I'm not going to mention his name, but there was one in particular that every chance he got, and he criticized And that's usually him. based on their own fears. Right, exactly. That if, if, if he can do this, then what is, what did I even, right. you know, what, what right. good am I, right? Yeah. 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 Who's going to so, listen to my opinion? Yeah. So the worst thing. What is the worst thing that can happen with fear? Well, it used to be that a tiger would eat you or, you know, you would die of, I don't know, some horrible accident or disease. Uh, Nowadays, things are pretty safe for us. Um, We don't have tigers chasing us. We have houses and, and we have fences and we have, you know, strong cars and, you know, that keep us safe. There are lots of things to keep us safe nowadays. Mm-hmm. So th- most of our fears are just those irrational things that have been handed down to us, like my fear of, you know, uh, being abandoned. Uh, it's, it shouldn't be a fear for me. I have such a great support community, you know, even if, uh, you know, God forbid my husband passed away, I still have Toby. I have my family. I have friends. I have a support community and I can take care of myself. I'm good. (laughs) So what is the worst thing that can happen to me if I face that fear is an emotion. It's a kind of a negative, uncomfortable feeling. I can do that. I can deal with that. Anybody can deal with that. It's just a little discomfort, right? So it's not useful to be afraid of minor discomfort that little bit of fear, we should not be afraid of facing. Courage doesn't exist without facing fear. So when we face our fears, we grow in courage. And courage is what we use to create our capability. So when we step outside our comfort zone, try something new, uh, say, you know what, I am a life coach and I can teach people and I have the tools that can help others. And gosh, darn it, that's good enough. You know, I'm good enough. And, and I'm going to do really well at this. Um, 
that courage creates the capability. What do you think of that? I agree. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Often we think I'll do it when I'm not so afraid, especially with things like uh, public speaking or things that, you know, we can say no to but are just outside our comfort zone that might stretch us a little bit, that might help us grow our business or grow as a person. We can say, no, I'll, I'll do it when I'm not so afraid. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll get there. But in reality, it works the other way around. When we just do it, the doing it comes before the fear goes away. The only way to get rid of the fear of doing something is to go out and do it. And when you do it often enough, the fear is completely gone and it becomes, eh, this is easy. What was I so afraid of? Right? It becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, this is easy now. Uh, can you think of something that in your life that's been like that where you were kind of afraid of doing it, but once you started doing it, it became easy? Everything. <laughs> right? From day one. Yeah. When, when you're a baby and you got to learn to roll over and you got to learn to crawl and you got to learn to walk. and. Yeah, everything in your life is, now. every accomplishment you've had in your life is the result of uh, deciding you want to do that and then overcoming the fear associated with it. That's right. Like uh, some people are like, oh, I could never give up that food or uh, that beverage or that habit. I could never give it up. But when they, because they're afraid to give it up. For some reason, they're afraid to give it up. And they need to look at what that fear is about. Once they just start doing it, uh, yeah, I won't have that today. Uh, the next day, I won't have that today. And the next day, I won't have that today. Pretty soon, well, that's a new habit. I did it. It wasn't so hard after all. And what Shelley said is important because you start overcoming fears, although you, you may not know that's actually what you're doing as a child. The, the first time you roll over, that's a, you're overcoming a fear of being on your back. You don't know that. But up until that point, you were very comfy on your tummy. And then one day, and it's always <laughs> or amazing on your back to me. And, yeah. um, when we had our foster babies, seeing them that first rollover, because mm. it's a surprise and it's like, oh, this is a different look at the world. Yeah. And you can see their little eyes go like, what the heck happened there? You know? <laughs> uh, so, so there's this sense that almost everything that you've accomplished in life is a result of not only the desire to do that, but overcoming of fears associated with it. Mm. And once you do that often enough, mm. you, if you look at people that are... Are confident, right? Winning builds confidence, losing builds character. If you look at people that are confident, they are confident because they've had so many, they've had X, they, they've had failures. Sure. Right? They've had obstacles and they had fears, but they've overcome the obstacles and the fears to accomplish something. And every time you do that, every time you say to yourself, uh, hey, that was pretty interesting. I can, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Well, the next time something comes up and provides an opportunity and there are obstacles and one of them is the fear of doing that, you, the, your confidence will get you through that. That's right. So it's important, I think, to keep doing it, to keep trying. Um, and, and I'll use it's as an example. how we evolve. Exactly. I'll use as an example, uh, uh, when I used to coach the girls, I'd start with them at an age where they didn't know anything about soccer. Their parents would just send them out mm -hmm. and they, they knew they had to kick a ball and they didn't know what direction, things like that. Yeah. 
And then as they started gaining well, they the skills... they can't see the big picture yet. Right, exactly. So they started gaining the skills. They started gaining individual skills. Then within individual skills, they started seeing how to fit into a team. And then they started thinking about the, the tactics associated with playing on a team. And all of that was, I don't know anything about soccer. Mm-hmm. That started with, I don't know anything about this. My mom just brought me here. Yeah. You know, and overcoming each of the fears associated with that. Now, every once in a while, you would get a girl that, to me, was obvious is not overcoming the fear. There was something deeper seated inside that couldn't get through this fear. They'd stand, you could tell, they'd just stand still on the field mm-hmm. um, and look for other things. I, I used to call them butterfly chasers because they, they were more entertained by the butterflies. And and so uh, you had to work extra hard with them uh, in order to help them overcome those things right. and uh, and use the other girls especially. Like my daughter was, uh, all, all my daughters, but especially Toby, was very good when I said, you know, let's let's help Rebecca. She she needs help. And so she'd pass to her and she'd, you know, she'd give her extra special attention and, and that would help them get through. And that was a great lesson for me uh, it, it realizing that, you know, the things that that can be the smallest and least fearful things in my life right. could be the most fearful things in yeah, someone else's absolutely. life. And if you're not there to support them, <laughs> you know. Look how many people are afraid to pick up the phone and talk to somebody on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's just a phone. Yeah. I mean, if it's you don't just... like what they're saying, you hang up. Right. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Let's move from negative to positive. Right. Your emotions are harmless when you allow them. It's when you fight your emotions and you push them away and you pretend they're not there and you disguise them as something else. And that's not really there. I'm not seeing it. I'm not, I'm unconscious to it. That's when it won't go away and it just continues to be a problem. But when you're willing to feel it on purpose, take a look at it, pull it out, shine the light on it, say, this is what I'm feeling I'm going to feel it today, and I'm going to process that feeling. Then you know that you're feeling it on purpose, and you can feel strong that you're doing that because you've done it as a choice. The more fear you have, the more fuel for courage. And when the fear exhausts, joy remains. Then you no longer need courage because joy is as easy, as accessible, and as normal as breathing. I love that. So once you have recognized the fear, I have a fear of abandonment. Hmm. You can allow the feeling. Okay, I'm going to feel it. Narrate its existence. Well, here's what it feels like. It feels like kind of a clutching in my chest, like it's harder to breathe, right? And 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 my heart's pounding and and I have just like a, a tightness all around me and it's just, it's all at once. It's not coming in waves. It's all just tight and hard. So you narrate what it's like, narrate what it feels like. What color is it? It's kind of a reddish orange color. Fear for me is a reddish orange color. And, uh, what's the, what's the texture? Um, it's like, it's like a wool blanket. That's what it's like. Um, So tell yourself out loud what your fear is like, what it feels like uh, in your body as a vibration, what's the texture, what's the color, and where it exists in your body. Mostly fear is up in here for me, you know, up in the throat, down to about the, just 
the upper chest or lower chest, right in there. Uh, that's where fear lives. And um, consciously feel it. Talk about it. Write about it. And when you accept that it's there and you know what it feels like and you say, you know what? It's just a vibration in my body. I can handle this. I can deal with that. It'll begin to dissipate. It'll start going to, ah, you know what? I can let it go. And it will dissipate. And when it dissipates, it leaves this empty space that you can then fill with a feeling that you do want, such as joy um, or some other feeling that's going to motivate you to do the things that you want to do. Replace the fear of the unknown with curiosity. So if you're afraid of, I don't know what's, what's next for me. I don't know what's coming in my future. I don't know. I'm going to go to this place and I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm a little afraid of it. See if you can change that around. I wonder what's going to happen. I'm so excited to find out. This is going to be so new and, and wonderful. And approach it with a curiosity of a scientist, uh, a curiosity of a child who's going to an amusement park and who's never been to one. I've heard so much about this Disneyland. I can't wait to see what it's like, you know. Uh, go with that sort of a feeling and you're going to attract more of that into your life, more of that excitement, more of that um, anticipation I was thinking, I, I used to use not going to amusement parks. It was like, eh, I don't have an interest. Mm -hmm. And then as the children started growing and we went to, you know, Six Flags and Disney World and Disneyland, um, I really became a big fan of amusement parks and amusement park rides. And because of, before that, it was just like me. Because of seeing the children enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just want to be part of that excitement, right. you know. Because you get uh, to share something new with them and exciting with them. That and, and they did. And they never seemed as, no matter what the ride was or how many times they had written it prior to that time, it was always the same level of excitement. Yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't like, I, I wasn't afraid of, but I didn't like the standing in line. I just right. don't have that kind of patience. Right. So, uh, But it was a lot of fun with them. They made it fun. So make your decision today. Make it now. Get the support you need to find the clarity and defeat the procrastination caused by fear and achieve your desires. I, I did want to point out that yeah. the whole soccer thing. Yeah. I knew zero about soccer until one day uh, Sean came home and said she wanted to play soccer. Well, and, you and know because of past experience that yeah. you can learn anything you want to right. learn. Right, exactly. Like a pretty and, good. So. Yeah. So stop procrastinating and achieve your desired results with the five-step system to get you unstuck. Again, that's available on eSofterSide.com. The uh, link is in the description box below. Right now it's on sale for $20.20 for 2020. So check that out. Now we're going to uh, open up the phone lines, check out the chat room, see who's here, what's going on. And here's another prompt for you. What fears get in the way of moving forward for you? I'd like to know. I shared mine. Toby shared his. What's yours? So, uh, uh, and go to full screen and we'll... Violet Mercury And the phone line is open. Phone line 202 is open, 202-815-1171. And Violet Mercury is I'm not going back not there. Going back there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Corey Jacobs says, help. Help. I'm, I'm scared. Don't be scared. 
Violet says, hi, guys. I made it. Really excited for today's topic. I'm overcoming a lot of my own fears these days. Uh, so this will be encouraging. Mm -hmm. I tend to fear getting older. I can speak from experience here. Do not fear getting older. The best uh, thing you can do is just take really good care of yourself. Right. And getting older, you just get wiser. You actually, life gets better. You get happier. So don't be afraid of it. Because yeah. it's awesome. It, it's up to you to do, I, I think it's up to you to determine how good a late in life you're going to be. I just turned 71. And I think a lot is dependent upon diet and exercise. I've always exercised. I haven't always dieted, but I've always exercised. Uh, and it makes for a much better life. And I have time to... You know, you get to a point where, in quote, retirement, unquote, you have time to make it, you, you can make choices about what you want to do with your retirement. Some people decide for a relaxed retirement. I'm just not that kind of person. I want to be active. That's why we have YouTube channels and different interests. But uh, but the last thing I think about is my age. I just don't think about it much. I don't let him. Well, that's the other thing, too. He tries to use his age as an excuse, and I say that's not an excuse. Yeah, and if you'd seen our earlier show, <laughs> I had to use it about five that's or six times. It's not an excuse. It's like, he, say, he misplaces something. Oh, I'm so old. I had a senior moment. I have a misplaced. I'm like, you know what? Teenagers misplace things all the time. It's yeah. not an age yeah. thing. It's just being present in the moment when you put your things down, putting them in the same place every time. Uh, so, yeah, don't fear... Don't fear the reaper. So uh, this is this must be an interesting <laughs> topic for Violet because she's made several comments. I'm okay. afraid I'm not prepared mm -hmm. for the teenage years in my kids. And uh, well, just like having a baby, nobody's ever prepared, but it's a process, right? You know, you take it a day at a time. They grow older a day at a time. You grow more prepared. You know, one day, one step ahead of them. Right. <laughs> Just, that's all you got to do is be one step ahead. So the only recommendation I have for you is uh, don't be a friend, be a parent. Yeah. Uh, because there's nothing more than teenagers, young, young, early teenagers and late teenagers look for, uh, th there's nothing they look for more than uh, authority. And I don't mean just the person that beats them on a regular basis, person that some knows what to do in the situations so that they can talk with you and look for those, look for those conversations. The more you talk with your teenager, the better will be their teenage years. And, and if you don't know an answer, just say, you know what? I don't know that answer. Let's find out together. Together, Right. Let's go to the YouTube or let's go to the library or wherever it is that you think is uh, an expert that can answer that question for you. Do it together. And then you so can both learn. She says, I force myself to go to karaoke to get over my fear of public speaking. Karaoke's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I don't believe anybody forces themselves to go to karaoke. I think we go to karaoke because it's our opportunity to shine, you know, do shine. <laughs> How do we shine? Shine, shine, shine. 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 <laughs> uh, let's we see. do this show so we can shine, right? <laughs> so Corey reassuring Violet says your fellow softies believe in you, Violet. Let's remember see. that phone line's open if you want to call in. I know it's scary, yeah, but once you call in, you'll see how easy it is. So I'm interested because Violet says I have spent the last few years eliminating so many things, probably out of fear that now I feel I'm in a lonely space. So there, there must have been an event. She's mentioned this in the past. Mm -hmm. um, something, something triggered, right? Like, for instance, when I was pregnant, I suddenly, I wasn't afraid, but I was super super conscious of being pregnant and driving that I had to be really extra vigilant while I was driving uh, to protect not only me, but my unborn child. 
And I also developed a fear of enclosed spaces, um, claustrophobia. My mom had claustrophobia, and I didn't understand it as a child. But once I was pregnant, I understood it. Suddenly, you are getting bigger and bigger, and you're not fitting into small spaces easily anymore. And you get a little bit afraid that you won't be able to get out of those small spaces. And it might even have something to do with the baby being inside you and Mm -hmm. and to get out, and the baby's just getting bigger. And you kind of got this in the back of your mind. Um, So, yeah. There's triggers that can trigger new fears that you've never had before. And you need to look at those triggers and find out what is it that's making me afraid and just face it head on and feel your way through it and come out the other side. So one of my daughters uh, married and she has two children, beautiful children, a girl and a boy. And last year they attempted to have another and within a very short period of time they determined that the baby was going to be stillborn so they lost it. We had long conversations with her about that. I had long conversations. And I thought, well, maybe they'll uh, give up, you know, for that fear of losing another baby. And uh, she called me on my birthday on January 17th and she said, do you want to see your birthday present? I said, yeah, cool. And she showed me a picture, a sonogram of the new baby. So she had the courage to overcome whatever whatever crisis she had in her own emotions with the loss of that uh, baby number three. Um, she has two he- otherwise healthy children, uh, but overcame that. And uh, she and her husband decided, Tom, decided to go uh, to and try again. And they did. And so far, the baby is indicating in good health. And that was what we, she showed me the uh, sonogram for that uh, due in August. So I get to make a trip back to D.C. in September or October after the baby is born. Got two babies. Oh, yeah. We have another one coming in March. So yeah. I'll make, that's the Boca Raton baby. So yeah. uh, I'll make a trip Double there. babies. Double babies this year. <laughs> so that's number 12 and 13 in terms of grandchildren. So that'll be fun. Uh, let's see, House Husband Diaries is in the room, so he was with us in the uh, cool. World Sound Project. Thank you. Um, he us. says, agree, do it whether you feel like it or not. You've got you've to overcome that. Um, Violet says, this is, that is important to take things day by day. I think I tend to want instant gratification. Not mm, unfamiliar, we all do. We all do. <laughs> right. <laughs> want it now. Don't we want all. Want it now. Want it yeah. now. Um, yeah, but uh, – a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that Martin Luther King Jr. quote, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step, and then you'll see the next step, and then you'll see the next step. So don't be afraid of the staircase, just take the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says sometimes her fear manifests itself in panic attacks. Uh, Miss Lisa in the room, hi, Lisa. I have a little bit of claustrophobia. I know what that's like it can be overwhelming. If you feel like you're having a panic attack, that's the time to stop everything, breathe, breathe in and all the way out. A lot of times when we're panicking and afraid, we forget to breathe all the way out. Make sure all the air is out of your system before you take another breath in. Uh, This is why we hyperventilate. So, And then definitely start narrating all those things that are going on inside your body. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm, this is what it feels like. It's, you know, it's shaking and it's fluttering and it's in my arms and it's in my, my chest and it's in my throat and it's in my head and it's coming in waves. Narrate it. What color is it? What texture is it? Narrate it. Talk about it 
until it starts to dissipate. Talk about it out loud to yourself until it starts to go away. That's the best way to handle when panic comes on. So Jay uh, says, referring to amusement park rides, he says, don't ever go on the Gravitron. It'll make you sick. Oh, is that the sh- 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 yeah. yeah. My husband hated those things. You know what he also hated? Mm. The teacups. Oh, really? At the he Disney, couldn't take, Disneyland? He could not take the spinny, spinny, spinny things. Now, you put him up in an airplane doing, and he's fine. doing aerobatics. He loves that. But you know what else he hated? Was those movies where it looked like, you know, you were moving. Oh, the like the IMAX or the kind of, but yeah, like you would be a driving in a car and stop, oh, I see, or, yeah. or things would be coming at you. Oh, he hated those. They well, made him sick. There were, I remember when, but he the, could do the loop de loop roller coasters all day. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when uh, IMAX first came out. They had one at the Air and Space Museum in Washington, and the first movie that they made using the IMAX camera was Flight. And uh, they played it inside the, um, ast- what's the astronomy, the, uh, the the place where they do astronomy shows, planetarium. Mm. So they showed it inside the planetarium. So it wasn't quite 360 degrees, but it was 180. Mm-hmm. And they had several scenes of fighter aircraft mm-hmm. doing rolls and barrel loops and things like There were people in that room that had to leave the room because they were about to get sick. Yeah. Either that yeah. or was do it in your popcorn bag. Yeah. Or, there's so. like, there's something where when you see it, but you're not actually, your body's not experiencing it. Yeah. Your mind and your body have that dichotomy and they're fighting and it's just kind of really upsets your whole system. Oh, well, and that was the other thing. When I took the kids, it was funny because we were as we were watching it, I realized I was kind of rolling with the action. Like, yeah. oh, like and I looked over the kids, and they're all doing the same thing. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to go you up. Got, so. that's, that's going to help you to keep from getting yeah. sick if you're boob- moving with it. So Corey Jacobs says, I am afraid of success. It has mm. done squat for me. You're afraid of success. What you may be afraid of, Corey, is change. First, you have to determine what success means to you, what feeling you're going after when you're going after success. Then start to incorporate those feelings into your life today. How can, you know, if I'm I'm looking for pride of accomplishment, I'm looking for joy, I'm looking for, you know, um, excitement, I'm looking for, you know, what are the things that you're looking for, the feelings you're looking for that are contained within success for you? Start to find ways to feel that today. When you can feel that ahead of time, you won't be afraid to get there because you'll already be there. So uh, let's see uh, where we go. Oh, uh, as I mentioned, I thought there was some sort of dynamic. She said, I had, I had to become a single mother three years ago, and that most likely triggered uh, sure. her. Yeah. That, that could explain it. Absolutely. She says, my totally birthday is in August, hope for the 18th. I think the planned date is the 10th right now. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for security, which is... Sounds like, Violet, you might have some of the same fears that I have. That fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of not belonging, that were heavily triggered when you got divorced, uh, which is completely natural. And again, I hope that you will take the opportunity to write down those fears Practice feeling them and narrating the feelings in your body until they begin to dissipate. 
Corey says, thank you, the softer side. You guys are the best. We are. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here today, for all your great questions and comments and chat in the chat room. I appreciate you and uh, I, your kind attention and uh, your participation in the topic. And if there's any topics that you would like to explore uh, more carefully in the future, please write to me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. That address is in the description box below, as well as esofterside.com, where you can find my courses. I just today added a course on setting up personal boundaries. So take a look in there for that. It's a pretty cute little course. It's completely free. And uh, esofterside.com, check that out. All right, and cute. It's cute. It's awesome. Okay, it's oh. amazing. All it's right. going to help you set up your boundaries so that people don't get your goat. Exactly. <laughs> and I worked really hard on it, so go look at it. Uh, it's free. <laughs> it's free. I worked on it. Do it. That's right. I'm not afraid to tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm not afraid you're going to reject me. <sighs> do it. Okay, so it's awesome, and you need it. So go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the outro. I got the. I'm working on the outro here. Whenever okay, ready. I'm ready now. Thanks for being here, <laughs> Corey. Yes, um, cool, Miss Lisa and uh, Violet and everybody else. Uh, Regina Mann was in the room. Uh, not yeah, a lot Regina of Regina Mann. Well, Regina Mann said husband house diaries. Uh, uh, let me see. He Again, if you guys have a topic you want to discuss, write to me about it. House Husband Diaries. Yeah. Regina Man said, damn, damn, Toby, lightning and a helicopter crash. You're lucky. You don't know the half. <laughs> that's, that's just two of the seven times yeah. he was almost killed. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for being here. For the softer side, I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to the softer side podcast with life coaches Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Schedule coaching or interviews with us by email at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and get your free Life by Design tips, downloads, and mini courses by visiting our member vault at esofterside.com.